The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists and, ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lopercaro, and this month's guest is Overcoats. Overcoats are a Brooklyn-based pop duo comprised of Hannah Elian and J.J. Mitchell. Their second album, The Fight, follows their 2017 debut, Young. While it has a few nods to their first release, the fight is largely a departure for Overcoats. On their new album, their pop anthems unpack what it means to fight in every sense of the word. Fighting for women, against misogyny and ignorance, fighting to be understood, and fighting for one's self-worth. I have Hannah and JJ here now to discuss it further. Where does the fight pick up from album one, like, young? Like, in terms of the themes, in terms of the stories that are carrying on or not carrying on sure so um our first record young kind of felt like a story with an ending like it's it felt like something that told its piece and then was done and so because it was kind of about like the act of growing up and at the end of the record you sort of reach a conclusion about growing up and so when we started writing again after our first record, we weren't really sure yet what the message was going to be. Um, and we kind of started writing and then made an album and then scratched it and then wrote another group of songs and then scratched it. Um, and as we kept writing and kind of living through um, you know, the few years after we released our album in which, um, you know, Trump got elected mm -hmm. and um, we both experienced some difficult things in our lives. Um, it kind of started to become clear that uh, the album was going to be about um, struggle and um, a way to get through struggle. And, okay. um when we wrote the song, The Fight, um, it became really obvious that that was going to be the name of the album. And a lot of the songs we had already been writing had had the word fight in them. Um, and so, yeah, it just sort of happened organically with, with kind of what was happening in the world and what was happening in our personal lives that we realized we needed to make an album about um, the idea of fighting and fighting for what you want and fighting for representation and all of the ways that you have to really work hard to create um, the world that you want to live in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so basically this album in a lot of ways is more of a reset than a continuation. I think so. Um, I like to think of it, though, more as different phases of adolescence. Um, 
So if our if our first record was more of a reserved kind of reflection on childhood and how we relate to our parents, I feel like the fight is more, at least sonically, much more angsty kind of in your teenage years when you're very angry about things. Um, and so I think that I would say it's both that it's a departure from the first record, but also kind of the next step um, in the journey. And so I think that um, definitely sonically, we're, we're, it's much more unapologetic um, than our first album, and it's much more angsty. But definitely, like, um, the core of what we do, just singing in harmony and vulnerable lyrics about love and life, those are all still very present. So it's very different yet very similar as well. Yeah, it's interesting the way you said that because in my notes, I said that to me, Young almost felt like an album of like noticing, like noticing gender roles and noticing like, like internalized sexism, for example, whereas this album is the one that's like, no, we're literally no pun intended, going to fight this. We're going to call this out and be loud. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to describe it, definitely. Okay. Well, getting into the album itself, um, first of all, when you get to the opening track, I'll Be There, I think it's just such a good kickoff track for the album. I, I basically described it as an almost very tender motivational speech. It's like, there's stuff that's coming up, it's going to be hard, but I'm here for you. It's like, it's like the prep, but also knowing that it's coming from a place of love and support. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think that that's right. We wanted that track to serve as kind of like a, um, what is it called in, in like musicals when they play the song at the beginning that has, is it the overture? The, the overture. It's like the overture for the record. Um, and it, it points to the fact that we're going to probably break your heart and also put it back together. Yeah. At some and also point in this album. that song is kind of like an ode to friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes sense as, as the first song, because it's kind of like the beginning of, um, of like our, um, journey together. our journey together and our mutual story. Cause like, especially when, people are getting ready to fight for something or just are fighting for something that can be, you know, it's an experience that can be fueled with a lot of anger and frustration, sometimes even isolation. So it's nice to remind people that you can also find community and you can find connection and friendship while, and support while you're going through these kinds of things. Totally. Well, I'm talking about, I guess, I mean, I know that you've said that the fight in and of itself, both just now and, like, from some of the reading I've been doing, has to do with, like, a lot of different definitions from of what the word fight can mean. Number one, of course, I wrote down is, like, feminism and politics. For me, the standouts in terms of that theme were, like, apathetic boys, you just stay the same, or YJSTS, fire and fury. It's kind of like these feelings of, like, women have to fight more while men get to kind of stay complacent and not really be aware of what issues are going on. Is that, like, kind of hitting on the right note? Absolutely. I think that, um, yeah, apathetic boys and you just stay the same are definitely, like, poking at the problem of apathy. Um, Mm -hmm. 
that's sort of plaguing society and, and fire and fury honestly and fire mm-hmm. and fury it's yeah you're about right. apathy you're right at the beginning it's definitely talking about apathy um, yeah and and i think that that's generally one of our biggest qualms is that men often get to just not care or it's very cool for them not to care mm. um and that that's a real problem um both politically and in terms of people having empathy for one another in this world as um, well as in the music industry ex- especially exactly yep. um and i think that there's there have been a lot of there's been a lot of change within the entertainment industry in the past couple of years especially after the me too movement started but um at the same time kind of these these very latent forms of sexism still remain mm-hmm. and they're actually getting it, they're allowed to stay as they are because there's this kind of movement towards a less sexist industry these kind of like very small things that have kind of been embedded within the way that music is made they're just like are remaining the same they're just like not considered part of the problem so they're glossed over and then everybody thinks they're doing so much better yeah Mm. but they're not and it's very small things and and you just stay the same talks about that in in one of the verses of the songs where um often will go into a studio situation and Hannah plays guitar but is never offered a guitar to like play on the track and instead it's just assumed that um we just want to sing like a vocal melody over things and that's not how we write actually and so small things like that where nobody's intending to insult us or or be or or presume anything but it's just like these tiny acts of kind of innate sexism where like a woman is not offered an instrument to play mm-hmm. um, yeah apathetic boys talks about that in, in the sense of like we wanted to to make something kind of cheeky that was about how women are like not really allowed into the rock and roll canon and make a rock and roll song about that um we've had a really horrible experience describing like our influences for this record because they're all male bands like whenever we're talking about rock because there's just not that many female rock bands like in the canon of the kind of music we were listening to and so that's that's kind of part of what apathetic voice is about as well yeah and i mean that's fair it's kind of like obviously there are many like female artists in the rock genre but the ones that end up standing at the forefront are a load of dudes so like I don't think that you should ever have to feel ashamed of having a largely male set of influences because now you get to be here and you get to create that space and create that presence for women through your own music yeah we hope to yeah um kind of touching on what you just said like I I mean that is one of the things that drives me and say like I'm you know I'm a female music journalist so I remember I'm not going to say the name of the artist I'm not going to say the name of the label but essentially I went in for a meeting with a male colleague getting ready for an interview um, at the label and first of all I could definitely tell that even though I was the interviewer that 
the representative from the label who was male was making more eye contact with my male coworker. And then my personal favorite was because the artist that I was about to interview was also a female. He basically said, oh, you, you're both like young women. You can like talk about shopping and stuff. I kid you not, he actually said that. Oh my God. Yikes. Like, That's weak. I know, it's like, dude, like how, how do you not hear yourself saying that, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting because it really is those those exactly like that like those little micro aggressions or micro comments that that make it feel like no change has happened even when like these bigger changes might be sort of happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the sad thing is like, you know, in some of these cases, these are people that mean well, but if someone's not willing to listen, like, obviously, you know, like, I'm, I'm female, yes, but I'm white, I'm straight, I'm cisgender, so there's things that I'm not gonna know about other people, but I had hoped that I'm someone who's willing to listen, and if I make a mistake, that someone will be called out, so it's frustrating if you feel like people around you aren't as willing to listen when they get called out. Well, this is a great call-out song, or both of them are. Apathetic Boys, for me, by the way, is, like, the That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain of this album, which I really love. (laughs) It's that just like, it's like sit down and let me talk energy. (laughs) Continuing with some of the political side though, like there's also elements of, even though like, yes, we want people to listen and that's really important. It's always, there's also this feeling like in the song, Leave If You Wanna, for example, the line, sometimes it's not worth it just to be right. This is how you lose me and how you win a fight. And even though that's going maybe towards like, a different person not towards yourself it's like when is it worth fighting and when is it worth either listening or standing back and kind of playing with that is that part of the album as well asking yourself that question i think so um i you're right that in in writing that lyric we were addressing someone else and in this case like a significant other but i think that there are a lot of lines on the record that are a little bit self-reflective and um, I think that one is really like pointing to the danger of being stubborn and not being willing to back down Um, and that like there there's just like such a need to feel like you're winning the fight even if that means pushing people away and and trying to challenge that mentality even within ourselves is definitely part of what we're trying to say on the album. I think also like you're pointing to something that uh, maybe they're about a relationship, maybe maybe they're political, but it we like to kind of create lyrics that are vague enough that they can kind of be speaking to both simultaneously. And we've always Mm -hmm. found kind of interpersonal relationships to be a really interesting way to talk about politics because it's all just sort of about power dynamics. And that's Mm -hmm. something we're really thinking about right now. Um, So, yeah, I think, I think that's something that's very important to us. Fire and Fury, for example, is a song that is kind of talking about a relationship. You know, you're, you're, we're talking about being at a party, but it's, the words mean the same thing when when they're related more to like the climate crisis or 
mm. abortion. You know, we, we try to write things and have an ethos in our relationships that's similar to our politics. And I, you know, another song that I think touches on that really well, especially with the opening lyric, is The Fool. Like that line, both pass to the same thing. Um, and then what's this? On shaky ground, I'm like totally having a little blank moment. Standing on shaky ground. Push back to the onset, close the door or open it. Yeah, like for me, that is such a great example of that. But yeah, like again, I love that lyric. Like I, so I'm Canadian, um, but I've lived in, in the States, in Canada and in the UK. And I mean, politics in all three of those countries is getting increasingly polarized, but it is like horrifyingly bad here in the States. So I really loved that line kind of being like, both paths to the same thing like in a lot of senses a lot of people probably have good intentions no matter where they sit it's just are we willing to talk to each other and figure out what we actually how we actually communally get to something better for all of us totally yeah i think that's a really important message in the states right now Mm -hmm. um, going into this election and everything yeah and hopefully we'll all be willing to have it because it it's sad when it seems like we're all just screaming at each other, but we also want to stand our ground. And that's such a like complicated balance to find sometimes, which again, I think this album really addresses that complexity. Yeah. Um, I think the last like uh, section of like themes under the word, the fight that I want to talk about is sort of like the internal fights that we have with ourselves. Like there's ones of these kind of senses of like, should I say speak up? Should I not speak up? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I, you know, learn to be okay on my own? Or should I stay in this relationship because I feel like I depend on it? Is that like another thing you really wanted to talk about? Definitely. I mean, in the past three years, since our, our first album, we definitely transformed from girls to women. Um, and boys to men. Boys to men. Um, and... You know, there were a lot of really formative relationships, romantic and otherwise, that um, were really big learning experiences for us in the last few years. And I think we're definitely ruminating on those things on yeah. this record. Also, mm-hmm. I think one one thing that you touched on is kind of this the battle with your own demons. And that's not like a new theme for us. I feel like a lot of our first record um, Nighttime Hunger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Light in, yeah. Like, all of those. Even Father. Like, Even Father. Yeah. yeah. Um, they really were the beginning of this kind of lifelong battle against your, in, your own inner demons. Um, and I think also the past couple years, um, we experienced a lot of death very close to us. And, mm. um, it really, it shook us. And I think that um, taking care of yourself and making sure that you are equipped to fight against things that are trying to bring you down um, is has been really important to us. And, and we've had to do a lot of work to sort of make, make ourselves into the warriors that we're going to need to be in order to face this life um yeah I think in writing our our first record um we we talked a lot about how writing for the first time like with somebody else that vulnerably gave those vulnerable feelings of like shame and 
pain like a lot of power um, mm. to be able to like share those things with someone and have that person like take them and amplify them with you and I think that was definitely also a piece of this record and on the first record that was like the first time we did that finding strength and like being vulnerable together this record we like really have that strength in us and we're really fighting together and in the fool we shaved our heads and yes bound ourselves together as just like these fighters for for ourselves and for each other and also for these common issues in the world that we and care for about our listeners and for our listeners as well yeah that is like i'm i'm like standing here just like really smiling about that because like i think one of the things that I found really ironic um, in kind of today's modern society, especially when we touch on things like the concept of self-care and mental health, is that we talk a lot about them, we're destigmatizing them, which is great, but I think that we forget the really key element in self-care of connection and community and having another person that we can rely on and be truly vulnerable with. Yeah, yeah, a face mask is nice, but (laughs) yeah, I feel like if this era is about, or if this past era has been about self care, the next era needs to be about like kindness and empathy, like not so because I feel like we're also in an era where everyone is it's like all about focus on yourself and like yes it's about yeah it's like isolationist in all realms like politics today are isolationist exactly like like great britain leaving the eu is isolationist as self-care is like putting on a face mask alone in your room (laughs) yeah so i think what what we're trying to bring into this new era is is more about about the us, about like, about, um, you know, binding together and fighting as much for somebody else as you would for yourself. It is amazing hearing you guys say that because that has been like the, the monologue that I've had in my head for like the past year and a half. When I was living in London, like, as I'm sure you guys know, living in New York, like mega cities can be extremely isolating, very like focused on self-care is having your hustle and like I'm gonna have this career and like achieve this and whatever and then we end up again isolating ourselves and to be very open on my end I ended up very severely depressed it's part of why I left London um and it's something I've been trying to call out the last thing that I really want to talk about is just the way that the album ends with the song New Shoes, like, first of all, the album starts very tender and it ends very tender, just to kind of sandwich everything, all the tumultuousness that's in the a middle of it. tender sandwich. I'm gonna Chicken use a tender sandwich. Isn't there um, an artist called, like, Tenderoni or something? Because I think we need to just steal that. I've never listened to them, but I think if there's a moment, it's right now. Just gonna like slip some of that music under this and hopefully not get sued for copyright. But first of all, the thing that I kind of want to understand about that song is like, or about new shoes, is it kind of goes back into introspection, first of all. And it's kind of like, it's as if you're saying, like, you know what? Yes, I, I would like to be in a relationship, but only with someone who's going to respect and understand all of these things that I've just talked about in this album. Is that at all right? Or totally, am I totally yeah. off? I think I think there's a lot of songs on the record 
that are like, you know, about, about fighting and, and choose to communicate it in a really powerful way, um, in a really loud way. And we wanted to kind of also show the other side of that power, which is just like a quiet, a quiet power and like a softer fight and just sort of like a, a resolve and like a confidence about, um, about knowing what you're going to fight for and just really standing in that and not have, not, not showing it as much as a struggle, but more as, um, something that is like a given. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like our, the core of what we do and the way we started writing music was just that we would sing covers together. And it was just the two of us and Hannah playing acoustic guitar. And I think that it, it felt, right to us to kind of go almost back to that as our final statement on the record and say like it's just us you know mm -hmm. um at mm -hmm. the end of the day and and we have some amazing production on the album that we're really like that we love and we're gonna in and he's like very powerful but at the same time the core of what we do is just us and our voices and saying things that we mean I get the sense that you guys like to come full circle a lot with your music. If you did yeah, that on the first album, we Father like to wrap Mother. it in a tiny little bow. <laughs> I mean, it's a very concept album thing to do, so it works well. It it kind of again, like it packages the message really nicely in a in a tender sandwich. In a chicken tender sandwich. There you go. Hashtag meat. Oh boy, don't wait. That might be a little touchy one for like the vegan community. <laughs> Um, really quick side note before we go. There's a line that in New Shoes, which is, what good is this long hair that flows down my back if he changes his mind and won't come? Does that have any connection to the fact that you guys shaved your heads? You're just picking up, like, all of the clues. <laughs> yeah. And you're good but at it. But most people don't do it. Um, the, we actually wrote New Shoes before, um like any of this happened it was one of the first songs we wrote but we didn't wanna we didn't have it included on the album and then um when we when we reintroduced it to the project we were like wow this is some crazy foreshadowing that we couldn't have even planned yeah um because as you know we shaved our heads so mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy as a lyric. And again, it's ironic that you wrote it first because it feels like such a good end note to the album. It's like kind of in conclusion to all of this, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to be at peace with that. So again, it's really interesting that that was actually written first. Yeah, it's really crazy. We were just like, oh my God, when we realized. It might have been subconscious. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You know what? I think that sometimes our subconscious is know us really well. Like, for example, um, this is like a silly random thing, but it's my own little like baby foreshadowing. Uh, when I, two days after I got back to London from the Christmas holidays, like a while ago, and I was, you know, suffering from depression and all that stuff, I happened to go out to a vintage store with my friend who, like, dragged me out of my apartment to not be by myself, and I ended up buying a pair of cowboy boots, and several hours later, I made the decision to move back to Texas. 
Wow. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) I know. And like they had nothing to do with each other. Anyway, I think this is a particular and interesting note to end on. But guys, thank you honestly so much for doing this. The fight is awesome. And I wish you all the best of luck. This has been a really, really lovely interview. It's, It's always great to speak with someone that really is like thinking about the music. So thank you for that. Overcoat's second record, The Fight, is out now and can be heard anywhere that you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced, and mixed by myself, Sophia Lopercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.